This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. everyone and welcome to we are curious today um we are doing episode number four mm-hmm. yeah and that's a bit exciting as usual we have our special guest with us um a product of moldova <laughs> some very fascinating white wine courtesy of one of the erics without a k um and uh that's uh going to be interesting so it's been a very very exciting week from a tech, finance, Africa world, and there's so much to discuss. I don't even know where to begin with. Um, so, and also we do have some special guests with us. And for the very first time, the We Are Curious podcast has gender parity. Affirmative action is happening <laughs> right here at this table. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> without much ado, I think um, I'll just do a quick sort of like tally and poll uh, amongst everyone. Uh, because I want to know, are you Team Wall Street, the suits, or are you Team Reddit? Um, they call themselves the autistics. I'm not, yeah, anyway, I'm not very comfortable with that. But anyway, yes. So, Eric, I don't know. Who are you? The suits, the Reddit bros. Oh, Team YOLO. Let's call them Team YOLO. <laughs> are you a YOLO bro or are you a suit bro? <laughs> YOLO. Oh. Fred? Reddit bros here. <laughs> <laughs> Eunice? Reddit sisters. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Or oh, Yolo sis. Yolo sis. Reddit sisters. Ah, oh. Ali. Depends on where the regulator is. Oh my God. Uh, uh, come on. I mean, I mean, it's, it's all it's, fun and games. It's a choice. It's just a choice. It's just. I mean, Yolo. Definitely. <laughs> Linda. Definitely Yolo. Okay. But since the suits are not represented. No. I'm standing for them. Too. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I knew those the terms and conditions. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. So, I mean, uh, for for I'm sure majority of the world has seen what has been happening uh, on Wall Street this week, and that just cascades down to pretty much every single. Um, it's it's gone. The movement has gone global. Uh, Bloomberg reported yesterday that they're seeing that wave happening in Australia, in Japan. Um, uh, and in Germany as well, so it's a very yeah, it's a very interesting movement. And just um, uh, to give a very short recap before we dive deep into what this means. <clears throat> um, so what happened is uh, some guys on Reddit realized that this talk uh, called GameStop. So GameStop, pretty much to start with, is a company that is running a very old business model. They sell game consoles um, in retail, pretty much. So they have a store. And then they sell game consoles and yet we know uh, how rapidly that industry has moved online and so what happened is majority of um, of the hedge funds had exposure to this talk um, obviously having taken a short position it's a dying industry but then um, what became interesting is uh, a lot of these guys on this forum on Reddit called Wall Street uh, Bets decided to take long positions. Rather, decided to short squeeze um, these uh, Wall Street suits. And uh, it was total carnage. Um, one hedge fund nearly went out of business. And that has just sort of like uh, demarcated the world into two different sort of like spheres with people who support 
uh, whatever is going on and with other individuals who are very very against the move um so i'm very very curious to hear why everyone was team yolo um and why linda is team suits but from where i stand <clears throat> i'll just go back to um Thomas Piketty, and he wrote this very interesting thesis, or rather this very interesting book on um, income inequality. Uh, so Thomas Piketty is this French economist who won the Nobel uh, a few years back, and he did write this very large book on, um, on income inequality a few years back. And one of the things that he said was income inequality is likely going to be the biggest cause, um, or rather the biggest danger towards democracy as an institution. And for me, this was a clear tell sign of where the world is heading so you have on one side um things and events that are possibly cascaded and moved on very very fast because of obviously uh, the current situation with the coronavirus um and a gazillion billionaires well we don't have that many uh, but then billionaires making a ton of money from those events and uh sort of like majority of the people losing their jobs and here is a, a single sort of like event that shows the small man winning so for me this just shows that um that dichotomy and and then the celebration that has was followed uh, as everyone at this table attested uh being team yolo just shows that there's a lot and a huge problem towards that uh challenge becoming to the fore but then again i am potentially overthinking people just <laughs> wanted to make money off of us talk so i don't know i'm very very curious and maybe eric you want to go first i think Uh, I'll let I'll let the other the other more enthusiastic fellas like Felix uh, dive in because I know Felix full disclosure do you have positions on GameStop I closed my position yesterday <laughs> <laughs> How much 109% in returns Oh on what stock man Jimmy Jimmy Oh congrats So where, where did you let Eric buy the wine anyway <laughs> <laughs> Okay yeah. um First of all, I think the the wine called for celebration today uh, on on Team Yolo. Um, generally, looking out of the market, we we've had cases where for a very long time we wanted the poor guys to invest. Finally, the poor guys managed to invest in the market and they made some money out of it. Mm-hmm. Usually, most uh, you find um, at times you you'll always find um, everybody out here saying that. The market always wins. And I remember we had that that discussion with Jackson today. Everyone says the market always wins. It's time when we had outsiders winning, because if the house is always winning, all the bets, then what's the what's the need for you bringing in the bet? So Wall Street bets it got in, um, and I think right now we are having a lot of of of, of individual investors um, getting back into the market. There was a little bit, in my opinion, I think. Yes, there was a little bit of a risk attached to it because you're buying you're technically buying a company that's that is fundamentally insane for yep. you to for you to get into it. Um the the sanity of you buying GameStop at at $100 on the market it's you you're technically you 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 I would say you're running crazy. You're willing to lose money. You you're putting money where you can lose. And and that is what Ali that's what we've always talked about in the market when you're putting money into the market only put money that you can you can lose. lose yeah, yeah. so my opinion i think this was an awesome um event for the market 
it's activated you're seeing even the local uh, retailers on the market are really really psyching up to various segments on the market so i think this is going to be a very nice and interesting run um i know and, and i follow um wall street bets on reddit and i'm hoping that we're going to pick on something else we picked on amc these guys started discussing about these guys started talking about nokia the other day and you saw what happened uh, to 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 nokia until um i think i think the 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 regulators in 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 uk actually asked nokia to to give out a press release if there's any material information why the stocks are rallying you remember the demand built up on wednesday and uh, and the release sta- they released a statement in the evening indicating that they there's there's really no market information so far and they were cautioning investors to trade cautiously on their stock man it's not bad if retailers make money from the market we we are always investing in as retailers i have lost money on the local exchange i have lost money on on international uh, markets the the global markets as well so come on what hurts if you make money one one time this one time <laughs> doesn't hurt yeah. for me i don't i don't know what linda thinks <laughs> Lin- linda likes the suits so i'm very curious what linda thinks Okay, I I, w- I will not say that I like the suits. Uh, I'm thinking from a, from a perspective of of the Kenyan market. If if this was to happen locally, where we see that uh, for the fund managers, uh, the money that they have uh, mostly originates from pensions. So imagine a situation where young traders come into the market. Uh, they buy this stock uh, that. The, the pensioners and the fund managers and the, the let's say if there were hedge funds in Kenya uh, had uh, shorted so they decide to to buy up to take up this stock uh, bringing up the value so you can imagine a situation where somebody has saved money for most of their lives then one day it just blows over uh, they're on the negative so in as much as I'm not the fact that I'm young of course means that I would want such an opportunity where I make really quick money based on just nothing now not fundamentals uh that really is not driven by anything just excitement but then when you look at the damage part of it I think it's so dampening so, so discouraging uh it might discourage people from trusting uh, uh fund managers and and the hedge funds so uh for me I feel that in the future Uh, we might see this bringing uh, a bit of instability in terms of trust that people have with the market uh, like how much do you trust uh, the person that manages your fund uh, maybe your trust fund how 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 what how how will you continue to trust them if anything can come up and they are just beaten to the negative by the market yeah but, but i think i think for me there's always been those weighing discussions um, one of one of one of the questions that has been raised by uh, the yellow uh, you know team as we say is um, why is it okay for a hedge fund you know to short a stock and make crazy profits uh, but then uh, when retailers you know um, actually take up positions and make some money out of that why then is that is that a problem and i think for me it, it goes back to our first episode where we were talking about um, just the whole point about about uh, what i think it was episode 2 if i'm not wrong uh, what uh, trump's censorship meant for the web 
and again, uh, I think the past week we, you look at apps like Robinhood, which had to um, first hide searches for game store and then eventually sort of halt the trading um, during the day. And that actually now raised another question about um, how robust are then these financial markets that we are relying on. Because at the end of the day, it means um, the game is always skewed because it got to a point where on Reddit, people were not in for the money. They were in to actually make a statement. So people were just holding just to make a statement that, you know, uh, the system has been rigged against the poor man and they don't care if they make money or lose it. Because I think actually there's, there's been lots of comments where people are like saying like, you know, I am broke. I, I live, you know, I live paycheck to paycheck. So for me, if I lose this 10k that I've gained, I'm going back to whatever I'm used to, you know. But I am going to hold out as long as possible just to show that um, it's not okay for hedge funds to make lots of money of positions uh, on, on a stock, um, you know, and basically it's not okay for, for, for someone who's poor or a retail investor to basically uh, do the same thing. But I think it has been building over, over a while and uh, Corona just made sure that that explodes. Because uh, I think, I, I think as, as at last last year, uh, the retail in, uh, participation in the U.S. market was about 25%, which was an all-time high. Uh, so it means, and as Felix was reminding me, the retailers will always dictate the price. The institution can have the volumes, but retail will dictate the price. Because if I say I want to buy this stock at X price, and I convince my fellow three or a hundred people to buy at the same price, we're going to draw that price up, regardless of the volumes that the institutional guys have. So, interesting scenario. In, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that pans out, but interesting so far. Ali, you can look at it that Wall Street Bets on Reddit has five million followers. Of that, million. yeah, they got to five million this morning. They were, they were less than, they were, they were less than 300,000 yeah. on, on about, about, a about a week ago. Or by Monday, they were half a million. Right now, they're they're about they're, they're, they're about five million. Yeah. Mm. So you you only need to rally just one million. So I get that. I I totally understand that. My my only worry is two things. One um, is how long can this movement sustain, and potentially it could sustain for long. We've seen it with uh, Tesla, which uh, obviously the suits have called. Uh, I'll even go back and say this. I used to worship Jim Chanos. Like, he would come on CNBC and Bloomberg, and he's speaking about how much uh, fundamentally flawed as a business Tesla is. And it made sense the to me. Yeah, and, and you're like... 690-something percent. But then, I, came, I later came to realize that business, um, whatever it is, I don't think it really matters if, as an organization, um, what the valuation is. Like, it doesn't matter. The brand is potentially one of the biggest things that it has going on. So when I think about such things, then uh, I'm like, okay, maybe this rally can be sustained for quite some time. I'm just scared um, of what the rules, and I know it's a ruleless market, but how nature works, I mean, what goes up must come down. What goes around must come. And I think, I think also you, you look at you look at people who have been exposed to BTC, where there is no there is no uh, there is no SEC. There's, there's no regulator. There's no SEC. There's no there's no you know uh, there's no like I know on, on our market we have short circuits. You know, someone has already invested in BTC and they are 
used to that volatility. You know, they wake up and the price has gone up 100, 200%, and then the next morning, you know, there's a dip. They're used to that. So if you want to put a stop to someone who's already been accustomed to that again, they will look at decentralized platforms as an alternative. Yeah. And that's why I think you've, you've seen on Twitter a call, a recent call for people to like, you know, you know what, this, this doesn't, doesn't work for us. I think, you know, we should look at other options. And that offers a, a very interesting segue. I know obviously not everyone has spoken, but maybe in the next topic uh, we could. And that's um, just about this whole experiment about decentralized finance. Um, I'm quite curious what you think, and I'm also very, very curious what you think as well. Okay, Eric, you wanna call? Makanana. I mean, I think, I think um, what has been happening with a Tesla, BTC, and now, you know, with Eolobos is sort of a snapshot of what decentralized finance might, you know, might look like. Chaos. Free market. A oh, free market. Fair enough. Where, um, where people can actually decide to uh, drive, you know, drive the price up, and it actually works, and then. It, decide to drive the, the price the price down of course institutional investors are likely to get bank given just the the older models outdated i'm avoiding i'm trying to avoid that word but then outdated it is and some retail investors would also get bank too so i'm imagining someone who um who is trying to, to buy in uh, GameStop at the moment Chances of them getting bunted slightly higher than someone who bought earlier and already exited exited the position. Given that, we're still trying to see how the regulators will, you know, will we look at GameStop. Plus, given that, given that Robinhood has acted the way it has originally on GameStop, so um, chaos in the sense of the volatility is slightly higher than it it was, or rather than it is in. Uh, centralized finance yeah and for me and and i'm very very curious to also hear what everyone else thinks so in a nutshell um particularly i want to hear what you think in a nutshell so do you think this is a question of the existing business model like he's saying that um it's no longer tenable and sustainable or do you think uh we are moving completely to a whole new normal uh so to say with regards to the markets or do you think this is a wave that is not sustainable on my opinion i think like it's it's going to be the new normal that is where that is where we are heading with the market like if you check on bitcoin like yes it's volatile in the market like one day it's rising the next day it's really low but that's going to be the new normal people are not yet there but if you see like people are really interested in the bitcoin even with what happened with tesla with Reddit. Like it's something that people are going to start picking up. Like yes, maybe people are not keen on it. People who are not really in the market, but now people, everyone is talking about it. It's trending everywhere. So people are going to be, what is happening? What's what's this new mode of of doing business? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, sorry. I think, I think before you come back in, um, and I think we've we've had this discussion before. So um, the whole and if you follow someone like Naval. Uh, he was saying, I, I think Bitcoin is one of the most interesting experiments of Web 3.0 because what the past one month has shown us is that, um, first of all, media and social media is broken. So we can't have platforms that, you know, regulate content and kick people off the platform. 
um, and bring Trump back. <laughs> <laughs> and basically and basically like silence voices which need to be heard and then now with the recent occurrences we've also had a look at you know the financial market and the the consensus is that again that's broken because you can't have rules that are skewed for a few people so more and more people are looking at now decentralization of all these services so what's going to happen is um we are going to we're going to see uh, and i think it's it's a use case for for now uh, more adoption and more keener look at you know uh, things like bitcoin and uh, the underlying uh, sort of blockchain uh, technologies because they offer sort of that um they offer that that avenue for people to actually build products build ecosystems that are not centralized that you can transfer value as long as there's that agreement between two people and you can buy something on a free market um you make gains you win when you make losses you lose and that's it and there's no one to sort of uh, dictate that you can actually gain this much and lose this much and it's not okay for you to gain x or y beyond uh, a certain point so so i feel like um what what this has done is just speed up that adoption it was coming uh, but then uh, i think more and more people are going to actually look at decentralized platforms and think uh, we can actually give them a try sooner rather than later and i agree with you my only worry is um and i'm actually looking forward to i don't know if anyone is a fan of a uh, investor amnesia newsletter that uh, is done by this interesting guy uh, based out of wall street or whatever um, and he, he really likes to go back into historical contexts and speak about events um, in our current form, shape and form, and how they ended up uh, becoming a thing, right? And so one of the most interesting things that he did was he wrote this very interesting article about um, the East India Company mania and mm. the tulip mania. So I don't know. I, 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 well, as I sit here, well, I like that the YOLOs have a bit of money in their pocket. I'm also worried. Um, are we... Are we are we seeing that as well? Um, are we going back to those events where everyone thought that tulips were the most gorgeous plant in the world and bought in and then got crushed? And I'm very curious to hear what you think, Linda. <laughs> okay, for me, uh, how I see, how I view this is uh, from I would say an emotional instability point of view, mm-hmm. where we have this generation of, of uh, young people who have access to information, but also very emotional about it. Uh, what Felix said, most people trading on this are just out to, to teach Wall Street a lesson. You see, it's, it's not driven on, on it, they don't have a basis for it. They don't have, uh, they do not know where it's headed, but they're willing to lose that money just to teach the, the big guys a lesson. So I think for me, we, we social media has, has really brought out another emotional perspective of human beings that didn't exist before. That's why you see with uh, so much information and uh, I think, uh, I don't know if the world is angry or the, <laughs> I would say that the world is angry, such uh-huh. that if you look at what happened with the US elections, the demonstrations and people stopping Capitol Hill, that is something that nobody would have anticipated would happen, but, but it happened and it yeah. has happened this year. So I think for me, uh, we're just, I think the, the emotional perspective of human beings that people are, are, are more emotionally driven as opposed to, to doing what they feel would be right. 
uh, is one of the reasons that has caused this and I don't expect this to stop uh, uh, despite the, the social media guys trying to really control and regulate what is happening and uh, close out the, I would say the people who are causing so much emotions and whatever I don't think they will really succeed because people just jump from this up to the next to the next you can't really close out on, on, on everybody and what they are feeling so we'll continue to see more crazy things happening in the market the chaos might continue to happen we don't know where it's headed next uh, but I think it is it is uh, bound to cause some damage, definitely, because people have lost money, and they have lost money to people who actually don't even care about the money that they have put in. So uh, I don't know ab about the future of this, honestly. But I feel there's there's no way of controlling it. Just watching what happens next. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know, guys were getting their their stimulus check. You take it the same way the last time they were taking it and putting it in Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. Right now you're GME. getting it and you're putting it in GME. So guys don't care because money is coming from the government. So yeah. I, 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 to some extent I, I feel for, for, for Linda, uh, her, her sentiments on, on, on the Wall Street boys. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you don't have to worry guys. Um, the market is always with you. And you've seen some, 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 some um, investment firms actually calling in long shots on, on, on these stocks as well. Because I believe even as much as we we know the analysis is coming out here, there are other very small investment firms that actually went long on the same stocks that the, that the large uh, corporations went short on. Yeah. So um, a profit is made one way or another. Um, that's how the market works. Yeah. The moment you're losing money, somebody else is, is likely to... To, to, to have your lunch. I know Linda is really discussing it from a point of, of, of analysis and a point of knowing because Linda is, is vested into the market. Linda is probably trying to put it in a way that we, we, we hear um, as Wall Street bros. You know, <laughs> we, you know, you know like I, I would buy because, because, because I've seen yeah. Eric type on Wall Street, let's buy this and this. Um, coming back home, I don't think this is able to, uh, oh, we can't be able to really put this on the MC. Yeah. First of all, we don't have the liquidity. Yeah. The yes. next thing is the yes. limits. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that Are you sure we can do it? I, I would like to state here, we're not <laughs> No, we are not. Is it, it was just, it was that, just is, that, that is his, his personal opinion. <laughs> Those are his personal opinions. But you know, you know, for you to move up a stock on the NSC 100%, unless there's a corporate action that has come into play, you technically need around, um, you need at least at least one month. But we have circuit breakers. Yeah, right? yeah, that's why you need a month. So if every day you're moving up <coughs> stock by 10%, 10%, 10%, there are days when you technically won't hit that 10%. Why do we have a circuit break on our market? Capital markets authority. <laughs> no, it's just a question. Maybe I think I think I think it's just also to control the mm -hmm. volatility mm -hmm. that, that we're seeing out here in, in global markets. Mm -hmm. Um I believe NSE is still a very small market if we're comparing it to global markets. We really need to reduce that volatility so as to gain a lot of investor confidence mm -hmm. on our markets. Um the markets and then have them. Yeah, yeah. Markets have circuit breakers. Mm -hmm. Every market has a circuit breaker. Um, you, you find that in some markets, though, you'd find a market is listed but only a certain segment of the market has a circuit breaker, probably an index. So the shares within that index are the ones that have um, circuit breakers. Okay. Like last week when you talked about the, 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 
uh, sensex in india yeah. that, that 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 moved up i think we really have to look at it from those angles um i my, my honest wish i don't know if linda would agree but i really think nsc is supposed to lift those those limits at least to 20% on the ceiling i agree I, I, yeah there's so, much <laughs> limi- there's so much limitation yeah. in our local market. On, on the 10% because, you know, the challenge with, with, with um, our markets, if you're looking at global markets, the moment you invest on the NSE, you're already 5% on the negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, because whenever you're coming in, right now, if you're coming in to buy, your, the brokerage charges will be around 2.2%, 2.24%. When you're exiting, it's the same. So you're already 5% in, 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 in negative. So if the NSE can give your position to at least gain 10%, even if they're lifting it to, to, to 15%, and, and maybe if, if CMA is listening, this is my humble opinion, <laughs> you guys can work on regulation so that we have a little bit of liquidity. Young guys want to make money. Yes, you can. I don't know if you guys can restrict the loss side so that we have stop losses for 10%, <laughs> but on the limit, on, on the ceiling, you can lift it up a bit. I think it would bring a lot of activity. Okay. But look at it from also another interesting angle. Imagine if guys started to rally Uchumi right now. Home Uch- Africa. Home Africa. Oh. There's lots of under under underrated. Very, I, would, I would get a bunch of pros. There's lots Home of underrated. Imagine if KQ was to be give Kwanza guys guys rallied KQ here for no reason <laughs> and we did not even brag about it. <laughs> guys are pushing up GME yeah. and Wall Street is killing us. Uh-huh. Anyway, um for the guys at NSC, you guys are still my buddy, don't worry. We're together in this. Um I, I know I, I know we'll, we'll meet up and we'll discuss the rest of our coffee so that you can you you, you look on the other side when you see me on on, on the road yeah. no, but again one, one of the other things that has been brought up is um, you know there's, there's been a lot of organizing in public you know and that's what uh, what Linda was saying on the riots uh, at Capitol Hill so it's 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 basically people realizing that you know what we can use uh, the internet for good to actually organize <laughs> to, to find like minded people power, like power, you power, power, to power, people. power to the people <laughs> exactly the and now again with the wall street bros it's basically the same thing yeah and and felix is saying they are now at five million so it means there's five million more people that are actually interested in what uh, these guys are talking about so it's about mobilizing people who have similar interests and then doing something about it and I don't know why it's taken us two centuries to finally realize that, but it's a good thing 2021 has shown us that because then we mobilize and we put our money where our mouth is. Yeah. Market yeah. democracy. And, 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 as, <laughs> as, and as we speak about market, market democracy, I would love to hear, um, in your opinions, what do you think we need to do um, to lift the stock market, particularly our local stock exchange, um, to levels where we believe it could be? Um, there has been all manner of conversations. Oh, we need more IPOs, we need more companies listed. Um, there's been conversations about, again, circuit breakers. Um, there's been conversations about um, market education and how do we bring in retail traders. So, um, I, I teach us, uh, we are humble children and students, what do we need to do? What does the market need to do? More of First of all, uh, Safaricom is 60% of the market. So, the first, we, we have a weakness in terms of diversification. Uh, what are people willing to buy? Right now, if, if someone is coming into the market and I want to give them a safe bet, I would either tell them Safaricom or a bank. Because mm-hmm. that's where I feel the chances of losing money are, are, are 
at minimum so for me i think we need to to uh fast information mm-hmm. the reason why these counters uh, actually get a lot of attention is because there's so much information on them mm-hmm. so uh at the nsc you'll find most of the stocks people don't really understand that the company management is not open with information so even the analysts are not willing really to to risk uh, their reputation and and spend so much time uh, researching on companies where management is not willing to give out information so uh, you'll find that the telco then the banks uh, is where there's so much information they'll make news like almost every day you'll find an article in the newspaper management said this and this but for the other sectors uh, i feel if if we had as much information as as we have on the banks then people would be willing to to invest in in such because i'm not willing to invest in a counter where i don't know what they are doing this year uh, unless i just read their annual report but you see the annual report is prepared uh, let's say before march yeah. in june july september something must have happened in yeah. between there so we need to know about that so first i feel there's so much weakness in terms of information and that's one of the things that he's yeah. African and also he tries to fix all the time. Um, yeah. I know we can do 55 companies. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, anyway. no, I think I think for me also uh, I'd look at uh, access. So if you look at what Robin Hood did uh, and I know this is not a shot to anyone but please guys commissionless trading. Um I hope <coughs> I hope that race to zero comes faster uh, than you know than it is already coming along because one of the things that Robin Hood did well is give that access so from your phone you can be able to access the stocks and then give you that incentive to then um, trade, you know, to at a rate that is close to zero. So when you do put those things together uh, with what uh, I think Linda was saying about now enough information, which the information is there. It could be on Twitter at the moment. Uh, it could be um, because on a daily basis, people are discussing about these stocks. People actually follow the stocks and they talk about it, be it on Twitter or be it just in closed groups in WhatsApp. Uh, but then what is that incentive? to make them now form public or share that information with others. Because um, let's say for instance, if I bought a share today, what would make me go on Twitter and brag about it? If I made money on it, you know, I'd yeah. go on Twitter and say, you know what, I put in my 1,000 Kenya shillings and I've actually made 100 extra today. And that kind of has a ripple effect. And it, it actually has a ripple effect, because if I do that and 1,000 people do that, then now people get interested. But um, we need to actually lower that access for me uh, the gap to access and also make sure um, we are not as Felix was saying uh, when you're entering the market you have a 2.2 percent fee and then when you exit another 2.2 so uh, if I'm buying today and selling today there's no way I'm going to make more than six percent from our market so again there's lots of things that need to happen but for me access and uh, the rates would stand out uh, as the key ones interesting i think also we need to we need to mention that um i i believe one thing that our market really needs to do is to introduce liquidity and when we're talking about liquidity we really need to talk about day trading the guys for nse you've mentioned liquidity this is not news to anybody on the market you've mentioned liquidity from 2014 we are still waiting for that liquidity on day trading 
Um, uh, the other day, the, the NSC chairman, uh, Kiprono Kitoni, had mentioned that the NSC is working on day trading. Come on, guys, 2021, make it happen. Such small things really bring investors back to the market. I think we really need to know, in, in East Africa, Kenya, at, at some point back, Kenya had the highest retail penetration in, in Sub-Saharan Africa on the market. And, and, and nowadays, you're seeing our retail investors are really not even interested. We've left the market for the fund managers. And it's because we, we see a lot of activities out here and investors, a lot of investors starting in global markets, in local markets, um, even in East African markets, they, they, are, they are pulling out our, our retail investors to their markets because these other markets have better opportunities. Um, and, and I know the NSC, uh, the, the derivatives market allows you to open and close a position almost on the same, uh, on, on, on instant, on the same day. Uh, but one thing that I would really encourage the exchange is guys are interested in shares. I would want to buy Uchumi um, in the morning at, at 0 0.3 and I sell it at 0 0.33 at 2 p.m. when it's gone up 10%. But if I have to wait for three days so that I can be able to cash out, I, I honestly think that is a weakness that the exchange has. Um, and CMA should be... I'm not hitting on CMA, I'm not hitting on the exchange, but I'm just airing out my opinion that I really wish you guys can be able to... Um, to, to, to see through some of these things. Liquidity is key and I think we really need to work on that. Um, I, I, don't know, I don't know what kind of technology you guys need to make this happen. Whenever I talk about liquidity on the market, I feel sad. I feel, I feel so sad holding positions on, on, on GameStop. Buying GameStop. <laughs> you know, you know, Do you know, you know, you know what? <laughs> you are 109%. Okay. Let, me you, otherwise. let me tell you, it feels so sad to buy GameStop on, 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 on the US market. You're buying GME on Wednesday. You close that position on Thursday and you've made your money. Imagine if you were to make that kind of returns. If I bought GameStop on the NSC on Wednesday, I would have to wait until Tuesday so that I can be able to cash out on it. Can I, can I ask something else? Do you think um, the fact that Kenyans have access to some attractive returns in different um, asset classes, let me call them asset classes, is a hindrance to that? And what do I mean by that? I feel like um, after guys got get, uh, you did state something that um, before we used to have a very large retail penetration locally, and I remember Dan Blair moving into rural Kenya and just potentially um, activating investors on the ground to actually start to buy stocks. But then after people got banned in, I think it was the Kenyan IPO, there was a lot of loss, of, not a lot, but there was loss of confidence by local investors towards that. And they started looking towards other asset classes, um, like land potentially, um, as an alternative sort of like uh, avenue to channel their, their investing, uh, the money rather so do you think that's also a challenge and do you think um liquidity like you're saying is the easiest way to potentially um get get investors to get excited about the market because again like you're saying quick returns uh potentially same day settlement so uh let me let me let me ask this question and then i'll i'll push the the the, the your, your question back to linda and, and I'll ask you guys this. You think if a fund manager would be able to make 20% in return today, do you think they'll be able to, they, they'll, they'll, they'll quit that position? They'll say that that is not viable and then they'll, they'll take it off. 
these guys have an uh, quarterly reporting they have an annual reporting uh, to the to, to the funds the underlying funds the pension schemes the money that they make is also their asset management fee comes back in as the asset management fee whenever they get a good position they are always willing to take it uh, so putting that into a retail segment our market has uh, our investors have diversified into various asset classes as as you put them um and, and i don't i don't know if linda would agree with me uh, linda what's what's your take do you think that the opportunities that are out here because everybody is inquiring about um foreign markets at, at the moment right so do you think that if our market can possibly have bring back that investor confidence and also give guys positive return we are likely to see a little bit of a return on retail investing on the market I would say yes, uh, definitely, because uh, most okay people, people especially the the retail investors who have uh, just a few coins to to spare. Uh, first of all, they are not they are not willing to invest. Let's say for more than six months, so they need to make their money as 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 quickly as possible and as quickly as as they can. They do not have the luxury of investing in a stock for one year three years uh, so I think if if uh, if we can bring back the confidence uh, if the regulator if uh, if NSC can bring the liquidity as, as Felix has said then we would see these these investors come back but I also feel there's, there's some sort of weakness and disconnect uh, between uh, people people invested in investing and actually taking taking a step to 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 know how do i go about it where do i start how do i open a cds account because you find most people when you talk to them about shares they are so they are so old by it they're like wow i think this is something i can do but actually getting them to invest the money that is that is a very huge problem because people will be like so you mean uh, i can I, i'm going to just get like 10% after after how long after so they feel the return is not really worth it they could they have other other avenues they could put in the money and actually get rich quick so uh if there was a way that the market can be rejuvenated so that there's so much activity happening and i feel this is a weakness uh, that we have with the with the local market there's activity but it is on specific counters not really the market you cannot say the market is active just some some specific counters are active but you see most of these counters actually uh, retail investors do not have a big let me say say in in what happens in them so if there's a way that the market can be active in general then getting a, a positive return uh, in a short period of time would be possible like like it has happened uh, in the US uh, and of course with this if if one if 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 the market comes back up to what we used to have uh, before uh if the market comes back up of course information is 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 going to spread the media will 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 take take it up so they'll say the market is up people are making money so of course in time we'll see more people more retail investors now uh getting interested and then of course the 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 thing about retail investors is they are not willing to go the traditional way where they have to walk into a stock broker be given papers to fill they want to do everything on their phones and we are seeing uh products coming up we have hisa we have uh, products coming up and brokers uh promoting um 
trading, digital trading. So since we have the technology, we have uh, we have people who are interested and they have money. I think if the market was to come up uh, and be as active as as everybody wants, then we'll we'll have retail investors back. Yeah, and I, and I think for me, for me, I think the numbers show that people would actually invest or put their money. So if you just look at, um, and I know we've had these cases too many times where um, people have fallen for Ponzi schemes. And I think the, 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 the latest one was the crowd one. And you know, that was crazy. It was to the tune of 1.5 uh, billion euros, I think. Uh, and most of those, because we ran the Kenyan Wall Street and for that month, I think that was the most read stories. And interestingly enough, uh, most of the readers were from Joburg. So when we did a little digging, uh, turns out uh, the Cloud One, uh, you know, company had a lot of users from Joburg and Nairobi as well, and some from Nigeria. So it shows you that people want, people just want to make money. People want returns. So um, it's not that people are not educated or they don't know about Safaricom. They just want to make money easily. So if you are telling me before I invest in Safaricom, I need to walk into a broker and I need to do X, Y, Z, and I need you know to fill up a couple of forms and then uh, invest today. And then if I sell, that settles up at three days. Come on, you know when someone comes and tells me by the way, you know you can put your money here today and uh, by the evening, you know you've made 50%. The retail investor is going to take that that option so, so of, then, of investing. How do we, that? How do we um, and I know we did mention a bunch of things say yeah. from a regulatory perspective. Uh -huh. There's a lot of tech components that need to be built. Mm -hmm. Market information is mm -hmm. obviously a very critical thing uh, yeah. towards getting people. So how do we get um, the guy driving that motorbike down this road mm -hmm. to tomorrow start to buy stocks? Obviously, he says he's going to play a very huge role in making that happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but then how do we get him and others to start to work? Because they did take up gambling. Yeah, um, they did. They did, they did, they did crazy numbers. They did crazy numbers. Sports mm -hmm. betting. The second largest company in Kenya was a sports betting company. Yeah. So if that took place, then why can't the NSE also hit such hallmarks? I think I think for for me I'd say it's it's going to be gradual. Uh, again, there's no silver bullet. There, there's there's literally no silver bullet for for this, but it's going to be a gradual process. And obviously, uh, technologies that uh, like mobile apps that are going to uh, sort of ease access to to that information are good. Um, but then the other thing is the retail investors are not going to wait around. To be honest. Um, so, if if someone has if someone has their their disposable income right now, and they can't do the stock market, they they are probably going to look at other options uh, where to put that money in, uh, say BTC or some other um, asset classes that give them returns. So, for me, I feel the challenge is up to uh, the challenge is up to regulators. To actually up the game and make sure that you know they open up the market with what we said liquidity and access to information so that we give everyone enough incentive to actually invest in the market yeah and you know the other curious thing um just before i, I move to we move to the next point is about market sophistication um i think 
we are quite a sophisticated market in terms of um, investors, uh, not just about our ability to attract fund managers and like a lot of capital because we've done that. Uh, but then how um, with, with things like Sparks, right? I think we could potentially take a lot of companies um, Online, I mean, not online, but listed today, tomorrow, the day after, uh, via such sort of like market sophistication. So, in your opinions, um, do you think um, there's that appetite by investors, or again, we have to go back to the same loop of market education? Because um, think about something like venture capital, right? We didn't, we knew what VC is, we didn't care about it, but then uh, for the last couple of years, it's become a really, really interesting way for people either to exit um, their investments or for people to receive capital for uh, their ideas and their businesses. So I don't know if you see, um, if you think then we potentially might leap over that problem of lack of retail investors or lack of uh, active participation by uh, potentially embracing sophisticated market uh, products or sophisticated asset classes. In my opinion, I'd say like, more people are like in Kenya, like our markets, people are risk averse. Like people don't really want to make the risk. People want to be in a safe space. Like you want to be somewhere you know, if I put my money here, I will make money. You don't want to be somewhere where maybe you will make money, maybe you will lose this money. So more people are more risk averse. That makes it like the way you're saying our markets are sophisticated. Like it has come up to like, you see, people don't really take take that risk like mm -hmm. do we do we invest in this thing do we not invest in this thing so people are more like maybe it won't happen maybe yeah. it will happen so that's why i think in our markets like it's really not going it's not picking up mm -hmm. because like we all prefer to be in a safe space and that's why you also said about like people preferring to invest in things like land mm -hmm. like you brought that point up it's because like if i invest in, la in land in the long term i know it will bring me revenue if I invest in shares in Kenya, I'm not even sure it will ever bring me revenue. And if you even look at the percentage, like you always have to look, if you're investing in something, you look at, if I invest in this today, maybe it will give me 10% profit by today. Right. But if I invest in this, by the end of the year, it might give me 100%. Mm -hmm. But this 10% might give you 10% today, you might lose it, then maybe gain 30% on another day. So. If you see many people are like, maybe let me take the hundred percent because it's something like I'm. It's a sure bet, and I'm not sure about the others. Yeah. So do you think it's a battle between before Linda comes in, uh, being risk averse, mm -hmm. or is it a story about returns? Um, which of the two do you think wins that tie, that battle? I think, what I'd say, it's about being risk averse. Also, I think I'm also thinking about the way you said. Okay, I'm taking you back a little bit, but about the economy, like the way Bitcoin is coming up, and mm -hmm. we are not really sure. Let me tell you, there's something I saw is Bitcoin a millennial currency? Mm -hmm. Like, is Bitcoin going? People in the way you said, people are emotional. In, people, young people are emotional, so that's why they are taking risks. They're gonna buy a stock just to show you they can do it. But it's because these people, they're really not, they're not. I wouldn't say invested. Like, they are. Uh, their way of being brought up it's not like the way you are this is yeah this is the right way to do things people are more like it's okay i can fail and it's going to be okay but older 100%. people older yeah. people are like no i want to i want to make sure That's i'm going to be sure successful in my yeah. in my business like i want to make sure what i invest is going to give me returns yeah. well you'll see an, a younger person is like yes i might get returns yes i might not get returns and it's okay with me but yeah. i just want to know like yeah. 
it's more about risk like we are not risk averse yeah. but also like the older generation which holds the markets now yeah. that's the problem the, the older uh, generation holds the market yeah we've mm. gone at the market okay and and i think this is an ongoing discussion that, that i think um, uh, i wish we had a seat uh, at at you know like our local market and we could uh, voice these concerns because at the end of the day um, people we don't want that ownership in Safaricom. Yeah. I, I honestly want returns. I don't want a share certificate mm-hmm. telling me I own 10% of Safaricom or 1%. Mm-hmm. I just want to wake up today and I have made some money off my Safaricom shares. And that's what it comes down to uh, when, when you look at the retail in the investing. Um, and, and I think Eric, you also mentioned uh, something interesting about Sparks. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm really hyped and waiting to see if we can actually put together um, as park on the African continent and more specifically at Kenya yeah. because then that gives um, young people then an alternative mm. way of you know uh, we have our flatwoods you have our cheaper cars you know if they ever came up and um, joined the park and listed I would be more than interested to buy the shares 100%. because I know their story uh, you know it's it's, it's relatable I relate to every yep. day so if they were in a position to to you know put that uh, in a spark i would definitely definitely 100 percent invest so again we know that some of these companies that uh, are young uh, and upcoming we can't yet um, they don't have the you know the capital requirements to list but if through things like spark which offer that uh, alternative investment route for them they can actually be able to list a percentage of their shares uh, then it would get young people, more young people who relate to those brands to actually then invest. So so I think we need to do a lot more, but uh, it's exi- exciting times. Maybe Linda, you can share your thoughts as well. Okay, uh, my thinking is from, uh, coming from uh, what we, what we uh, was previously mentioned on gambling, uh, like why would, why would a young person uh, risk their a thousand shillings uh, to, to place a bet on a certain match where the, the outcome is unknown, but the, the same person is not willing to, to invest in, in, in a share. Uh, and I believe the risk is also almost the same, the outcome is unknown. And I feel for me it is the, we, we are dealing with uh, people who want immediate results. Uh, because in gambling, if I, if I place a bet today, the match is today, so by the end of the day I know whether I have lost or, or I have gained uh, and people are not so so let me say they are not what what she, what Leah mentioned they are not really they don't really care much uh, if they lose uh, tomorrow they'll they'll still place another bet if they win probably they use that money that they have won to place another bet so I, I for me I, I would say uh, it is not about risk it is about return and not just a return that long-term return but but short-term that is people want to 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 know whether they have made their money like immediately uh, and i feel that is the weakness that we have with with the with the stock exchange if you look at those traditional investors there are people who since they were young men in their 20s they've been buying a particular stock so they've accumulated the stock over years they are not willing to let go they are not willing to to to, <coughs> to cash in on the <laughs> to cash in on the on the on the capital gains and uh, i think 
part of part of the fact that uh, we have limited liquidity in the in the market is because of this. People are not willing to let go, and I uh, for me I would say the but the young generation that is coming in are people who want to to invest. Personally, I would not want to invest in Safaricom for the next ten years. Me neither. I would not want. I don't want to own Safaricom. I don't want to to attend GAGMs and yeah. and sit down and make decisions, choose directors. So I would not want to do so, that. So Linda, is is that a shot? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if it's a call, just just let us know. <laughs> yes, we always disclose. Yeah. Full disclosure. No. Do no. you have exposure to Safaricom? <laughs> no, I do. I'm not. I do not have exposure to Safaricom. I'm just. I'm just saying. Uh, as an investor, the the young investors they want to invest in Safaricom. After one month, they have made their return. They have exited the market. They are on to the next stock. Yeah. So they do not have that ownership and the pride and the share certificate part of part of part of uh, ownership where yeah. where the old guys they want to walk into Safaricom and they say that guy is actually the largest individual shareholder. Give him a seat. You see, the, the young people don't want that. They just want a return. That is not long term, actually, short term. Short term return or short term loss. I want to have my losses immediately. I, I, I breathe it in, I swallow today, it in. Today, I, I sleep over it. The next day, I'm good to go. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think there are a few things that um, Linda has mentioned today that are very interesting. The young generation, we want our loss right now, yes, or exactly. our gain right now. Yes. That is number one. Number two, I will mention at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I think I think one thing that we need, Eric, yeah. is we need that the, the small uh, trading bell. Mm-hmm. So anytime, whenever we have, we, we call we call shots on on, on, on a stock. We we have it. it. We, we have it. I don't I know. Um, uh, maybe Eric, what do you think? We need to have a bell. Yeah. So whenever we call shots on a stock, we ring it. I think that's a very very good plan. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, we could potentially do that <laughs> from. Uh, I mean, the next episode. <laughs> Before we move away from yeah. from this thing real fast, I think uh, as a young person, there's there's the aspect of you know gamification of investment and just simplifying the whole thing that I think uh, Kenya would really really benefit from looking at it from two points of view. A, um, how it is very easy to you know invest abroad using tools like you know the Robin Hoods of today, and well, interactive brokers is not a scheme, is it? And B, when we look at um, when we look at why young people would not invest in stock markets, but they would invest in you know sports betting, how how easy is this? Is it to understand you know a loss and again? How easy is it to just you know use the tools of investment as opposed as opposed to investing in Kenya? And I think that is that is something that's quite critical right now especially if you're trying to grow a base of uh, retail millennial investors. Ali, can I just disagree? Shoot. Have you seen how difficult sports betting websites are? Those things are... They they have the worst user experiences ever. Um, And second of all, I'm being very honest, and second of all, have you ever seen how deeply Kenyans research before placing bets? (laughs) (laughs) If the same energy... (laughs) I I kid you not. If the same energy was directed to the stock market, then we would... It's the same thing Chamat said yesterday. Like these guys are not dumb. They possibly have the best fundamental analysis that equal 
par to par with PhDs from Watson who are employed by hedge funds. Like I remember, and I think you also there. We used to have this um, guard in some place where we had an office in Upper Hill there, and he would borrow the newspaper, the People Daily newspaper every day, mm. because in the back page they would publish like the different odds of the different games, and he had analysis that was to the science. So I don't think it's about the tools and simplicity of it. It helps. It helps in terms of onboarding and KYC and lowering that barrier of entry. But I think investors are sophisticated enough to understand. And if if you're looking for alpha, to call it that, you'll find it wherever you will find it. And unfortunately, on that very low note, <laughs> we'll conclude this uh, week's episode. Uh, it's been long. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the market's discussion has been one of the most riveting that we've had in a while. And I think we should we should continue this discussion. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think uh, if 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 guys are interested, we we want to discuss Safaricom and how do we make the markets great again uh, potentially next week. Um, so without much ado, thanks everyone for chiming in. I mean, you know. Uh, MMG make market great again. <laughs> <laughs> See the slogan works. Do I bring you a red hat? <laughs> All right, everyone is now, getting a red hat. And now to our sponsor segment. And now to our sponsor segment. Yes. Thanks very, very much to Eunice from Hisa. Um, so Hisa is a Robin Hood <laughs> of Kenya and the Nairobi Stock Exchange. And uh, Hisa CEOs... Well, well, uh, okay, except well. the part where we, we shut the market down, yeah. we will not do that. We won't do that. <laughs> Promise, we won't. Let people trade. We have enough liquidity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thanks everyone for tuning in uh and especially the three guys or oh, not three the five guys were tuning in from clubhouse um very very lovely we were just experimenting to see if this works so potentially next time we'll also have a, a section um so if you're keen to listen in uh we'll share links to the podcast on each and every one of our channels and thank you so much for this week's episode ciao till the next one Goodbye. Any spillovers is because of you know Eric's entry and exit. <laughs>